Well, good morning, church. Hope you're doing well this morning. It's good to see each and every one of you here, and I am excited for this Sunday. I've been praying about this and what God wants to speak to us about this upcoming year where he's leading us. So once again, if you're our guest, thank you so much for being here and joining with us on this Vision Sunday. This is a great Sunday because we're going to be talking about the heart of God and where God is leading us in 2019 and what this is going to look like, the vision that God has placed in front of us. And so I want to share with you a message today called Run With the Vision. I think that's what God wants to challenge us with this year, run with the vision. You know, in 490 BC, there was a legendary run that happened. You may not know the history of the story, but you probably know um, a similar run that we still celebrate today. And it was done by a young man named Philippides. Philippides was part of the Athenian army, and they were being attacked by the Persian army. And so one of the generals turned to Philippides and he said, hey, I want you to run to Sparta, and I want you to encourage their army to come and fight on our behalf, okay? If you need a visual, just think of 300, right? This is Sparta, and and that's kind of what's going on. And so Philippides takes off, and he goes to the general there. He invites them to come and to fight with them, and then he makes his way back to the battlefront, And as he arrives, of course, right as he gets there, he's been running for quite some time now. The general turns to him again and says, hey, we're defeating the Persian army. We're fighting them. We're pushing them back. And we have the victory within our grasp. Go ahead and run to Athens now. And so Philippides took off from the battlefront from the city of Marathon, and he ran to the city of Athens. And the legend tells us that he arrives in the city He comes into the city hall in a setting just like this. There are different leaders from the city that are there. And he cries out, joy to us. We have won. We have the victory. Joy. And then he collapses and he dies. Right there in that moment. And everyone thought it was because of the tremendous distance he had just run. I mean, he had just covered all of this ground to deliver this message, to take the news first off to Sparta that they needed their help, and then back to the battlefront at Marathon, and then into Athens to declare the victory so they didn't have to develop more strategy. I mean, he ran quite some distance in between these three cities. And so thousands of years later, we run. Now, I know we may not be everyone in this room, right? Because some of us probably don't run. We feel like we would collapse that if we had to run that far. But, but there's still the marathon race, right? Over 26 miles is still run kind of to, to commemorate that. And also, there was a time around that same point in history where God was speaking to his people. And he was challenging the people of God to run with the vision that he had given them. And so we're going to look at this passage, this challenge that God gives his people. Now, don't get scared, okay? I'm not going to challenge you to actually physically run today, but we are going to talk about what it means to run with the vision, to carry the vision that God has for us. And so if you have your Bibles this morning, I want you to turn to the book of Habakkuk, and we're going to start looking in Habakkuk chapter 2, and this is verses 2 through 3. If you did not bring a Bible with you, it's on page 458 of the Bible there in front of you. Some of you may need to take this out because I doubt anyone's reading this book a lot, okay? This is kind of scrunched in the middle of the Bible. It's not a well-known prophet. And so in case you've never read the book, I'll give you a little bit of a background. Habakkuk was a prophet. He was a man of God who delivered the word of God 
to the people of God. And there were a lot of other major prophets. They're even called that, major prophets. More well-known prophets that were prophesying at this time that everyone knew about. But the word of the Lord came to this prophet. And he begins to have a conversation with God that's part of God's response here this morning. So I want us to read this verse, and then we're going to look a little bit at what's going on and what that means for us and the same challenge God has for us. Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 2 through 3 says this, And the Lord answered me. This is the prophet talking. The Lord answered me. And he said this, Write the vision. Write the vision. Write it down what I'm telling you. Make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. So what's going on that God would give this kind of message to the prophet? What's taking place? Well, as you start to read this book and as you research what's happening in the land of Israel to the people of God at this time, this prophet begins to ask God some questions all throughout this book. And he begins to question God. This is a man of God. This is a prophet. But he's saying, God, some things don't add up here. He said, I'm looking at your people and we're a divided nation. We've got divisions all over the place and literally divided. Some of them were carried off in exile, and then there was disunity about who should actually have the crown, who should be on the throne, who should be the leader. I mean, they were at odds, and they were battling with each other within their own nation. And Habakkuk's like, what's going on, God? Why does it seem like evil prevails? Like, we're supposed to be your people, and all around us, it seems like evil people are prospering, and the righteous aren't doing well. God, this doesn't add up. This doesn't make sense. Lord, why is there such violence? If you're a good God, if you're a loving God, why is violence prevalent? Why is there so much hatred? Why is there so much anger in our nation? Lord, it seems like you've abandoned your people. Like I'm looking around, God, and I'm wondering where you add in all of this. How do we reconcile that you're a powerful God and you're in control? And it doesn't seem like this is working out. And so this man of God, he's asking some serious questions. Lord, what's going on? And God begins to give him a vision. God speaks very clearly to this prophet. And he reminds him, justice is going to prevail. I'm still in control. And he begins to show him how those that have come against the people of God, those that have attacked the people of God, that God is going to stop them, that they are going to be destroyed, that God is going to once again bring his redemption and his salvation to his people, that Habakkuk doesn't have to worry. God is in control. He knows what is going on and his salvation is coming to his people and he's going to restore them. So he gives them this vision. Now, I started to research that and I started to read about what's happening. And I think, God, that sounds a lot like our headlines. Division in our nation, violence running rampant. I mean, you turn on the television, you open up your smartphone, you read the news, and, and there's so much violence going on. There's evil and so much confusion about what's right and what's wrong and what people are allowing into their lives. I mean, it seems like our nation is decaying. We are in a similar circumstance as this prophet was. And church, I'm here to remind us this morning that God is still speaking the same thing. I'm in control. I'm at work. 
I'm moving. My salvation is present and I'm restoring and redeeming what is broken in this world. I'm the one that's moving and it's not going to be very far off that my salvation is coming and that my final redemption is coming. This is still a message that's not just pertinent 2000 years ago that we need to hear and be reminded of as the church today. And I believe in a very similar fashion that God is still speaking to us. Run with the vision. Write down the vision that I'm giving you. Write down what it is that I'm speaking to you, what it is that I'm saying to you. Make it plain. So many times we come into church settings and we walk out scratching our head like, okay, what are we supposed to do? And God's very clear. He's saying, hey, don't make it difficult. Don't make it confusing. Make it plain so that those who read it can run with it. And then he's reminding us, it's not going to delay. Church, you can be assured this morning, God's not a liar. When he has spoken something, he is going to bring it to pass. And so this is the word that echoes through the prophecy, through the vision that Habakkuk has, that you are to write down the vision, you are to make it plain, and that we could run with it, that those who read it, that they could run with it because it's not going to delay. I think that's the same thing that God is speaking to us. And so this year, we started the first 21 days of this year praying and fasting as a church. We came together on certain mornings and we began to pray, God, what is it that you want to do, Lord? How are you challenging us? And so this morning, I want to give you this vision that I believe God is speaking over our church. And I want to talk to us, not just as individuals. There's many times we come into this room and we talk about what this means for us personally, but I want to talk about what this looks like for us as a church. What's God calling us to corporately together in the year 2019? What is this going to look like? What's the vision that God is speaking to us? And so I want to give you a few things that I believe that God is saying. But before we jump into these, I want to look at what God spoke in 2018. Some of you may have come at the very end of the year. Some of you may have been with us through the whole year. You may have come the middle way. But let's just take a moment and remember what it is that God said at the beginning of last year, we started off at the beginning of the year talking about true love in bloom. Some of you guys may remember this, okay? Some of you may be elbowing your spouse saying, you need that message, okay? You need to remember what that is. But we talked about whether you're single, whether you're married, that our relationships should be a reflection of the love of Christ. We here at this church, God spoke to us. We want to be a picture of healthy, strong marriages, healthy, strong relationships that demonstrate the love and the power of Christ. That's the example we want to set to the world around us, the love of Christ demonstrated through our relationships. And then we went on and we carried that into the neighboring series. Do you love the people that God has placed around you? Let me ask you, let me remind you what God spoke. Do you know your neighbor's names? Do you know what's going on in their life? We are called to have compassion and to share the love of Christ with those that God has placed around us. That's what God is challenging us with. That's what God is encouraging us with. And so we talked about that. Then we talked about my big fat mouth. Not just talking about Pastor Aaron here, okay? Talking about each one of us. God challenges, are your words negative? What are you saying in the workplace? Are you gossiping about other people? We want to encourage others by what we say. And so God challenges with that, being careful of what we say. And then we spend a few weeks hearing from God once again about this vision of being made for more. We invest in the next generation. And so we give, we give our time, we give our energy. God has called us to more. He has a vision for our church of expanding our influence. And so we looked for a few weeks at what that looks like. 
And then as we entered into the summer months, we talked about Jesus alone. Jesus alone. Has something else replaced Christ at the center of your life? Is something else sitting where only Jesus belongs in your life? In every area of your life, is Jesus reigning over that? Because it should be Jesus alone in our life, directing us, guiding us, leading us in all that he has called us to do. And so we listened to the voice of God. And then we just went back to basics. We talked about some key doctrines of the faith, solace. That means alone. And that it is scripture alone that guides our life. It is faith alone and grace alone. You are not saved because of your works. You are not in right relationship with God because you prayed more today than you did yesterday or you read something in the Bible. We are only saved by the grace of God. It is simply by his work. That's where we put our faith and our trust in. And so God reminded us of that, that it's alone in him that we live. And then life proof. Are you guarding your family? Are you guarding your finances? Are you guarding your faith? What about your mind? Once again, we had a guest speaker that came in and challenged us. Hey, let's put up some boundaries around our mind and our thought pattern to make sure that everything that we do, we are honoring Christ in that. And then right before Christmas, we talked about, I love my church. Jesus loves the church. And so we love the church. Each one of us, we are called to live this out and to be the church of Jesus Christ in our workplace, to serve and to love others. And then we ended the year with Christmas at the movies. We talked about modern Christmas stories and how those reflect back to the original Christmas story and what God is speaking to us through that process. God spoke a lot to us last year. There's a lot of things that he said in our lives and that he challenged us with. I believe there's a lot that God wants to speak to us this year if we are willing to listen. And so I want to share with you these things that I believe God has laid on our heart as a church, that God has laid on my heart, that he's calling each and every one of us to. The first part of this vision, you can write this down, is that this year as a church, we would grow as spiritually mature followers of Christ. This year as a church, we would grow spiritually um, as spiritually mature followers of Christ. Now, you may be saying, Aaron, isn't that the vision every year? Like, isn't that what every church is supposed to do all the time? Yes, I believe it is, but I believe God's going to call us into a new spiritual depth. I believe some of you, you've just been scratching the surface on your relationship with God. And this year, he wants to take you deeper. He wants to speak new things into your life. He wants to grow you in new ways. Some of you, you've been serving God for many years. And this year, God wants to do something new and fresh in your life that you've not experienced in a long time. Here's the thing, church. So many of us, we're sitting in church services. I just went through a list of what God spoke, 52 messages last year that God challenges with, theme after theme of what God said. And yet some of us, we're still in the same place as we were at the beginning of 2018. And here's what some of us do. We come to Christ. God, I love you. I want you to be a part of my life. But I've got work. I've got family. Students, you've got school. You've got homework projects. You've got friendships. You've got relationships. The kids have sporting events. I have this project. I help out in my community this way. And Jesus, I'm going to try to fit you into my life. I hope it works. I'm going to try to add you on. And that's not what this is about. Growing as spiritually mature followers of Christ means that I come to Jesus and I surrender my life. 
I surrender my job. I surrender my family. I surrender my finances. I surrender everything. And I say, Jesus, what do you want to add in? What do you want to put in my life? What are you directing me? What are you guiding with me? God, no longer am I trying to just add you in and try to fit you into my life. God, this year, Lord, I promise to surrender it all and to follow your lead and your direction. Church, we can sit in here. Our Christian faith can become about an hour a week. And God, I hope you say something. I hope the music is good. I hope I feel goosebumps. I hope I feel spiritually encouraged. We hope all of these things when Christ is challenging us to fall more in love with him, to grow more with him, to read his word and open up scripture, not once a week, but every single day that we would wake up alive and saying, God, I want to know more about you. God is doing that in our church. Every week, I get the privilege of hearing stories of those of you that have come You've been baptized. You've been saved. God's challenging you to serve, to give your life, to make an impact. Stories of those of you that have said, as I'm talking with family members, they're looking at my life saying, hey, there's something different about you. You're not the same person that you were a few years ago. That's spiritual growth. That's spiritual maturity. It's development in our life. Those of you that week after week, you say, Pastor Aaron, this is what the message is saying. This is how God's telling me to apply that. You're not just sitting in here listening, but you're taking it and it's affecting your work. It's affecting your family. It's affecting your relationships, how you live, all of those. That's growing spiritually. That's my prayer for you this year that God would do that. That's our desire is that we would come and we would reflect the life of Christ so much more. A few weeks ago at the end of December, it was funny because my brother came in and spoke. Some of you guys may have been here for that. He's a pastor in Fort Worth. And whenever he came up here on the stage and started to speak, I snuck out of the sanctuary and his daughter was sick. So I was going upstairs to check on her and make sure she was okay. And whenever I left to go into the lobby and then came back, two people stopped me. And they were like, whoa, Pastor Aaron, we thought you were speaking today because we heard the voice and it sounded so much like yours. We just assumed that you were the one up there, that you were the one talking today. And I laughed and I was like, no, it's my brother. And I started to think about that. Well, we've shared the same room for over 19 years of my life. We went to college and we roomed together. We talk, if not every day, at least multiple times a week. We go and we hang out together. We've lived in multiple states, tons of different houses. We've lived in the same places, gone to the same schools. And after a while, we start to talk alike, act alike. We say words the same way. It's because we've been around each other so much. And my prayer for you this year, church, my prayer for my life is that that would happen inside of you. You would get so close to Jesus. You would be around him so much that people in your workplace, students, people at your school, they would start to say, wait, you're just like him. You've been around him enough. You've changed. You're different. You're starting to reflect him. People that don't even maybe have faith in God, that they're stopping you and saying, wait, there's something. You're not like everyone else. You're reflecting the love of God. Compassion's different in your life because you've been around him so much, you start to reflect his characteristics. That's what happened with the early church. People were amazed. These were uneducated men. These were young teenage boys. And yet they're looking at them and they're saying, you know what? There's something different. We noticed that you've been with Jesus. Do you want to know what it looks like to grow as spiritually mature followers of Christ? It's when in your life and my life, people take notice of you. And they say, wait, there's something different about your life. 
There's something happening inside of you. I can't explain it all, but I see a picture of Jesus. I see the image of God inside of you because of the way that you love, because of the way that you're living. That's my prayer for us as a church. You guys, that we would be more in love with Jesus this year. That reading God's word would not just be something we do, not just a habit, but we would wake up saying, God, I want to know what you're going to speak to me today. Speak something new. Encourage my life. That we would love in a different way because Christ is living inside of us. And I want to challenge you. We're going all in on this as a church. So I mentioned it last week, but next Sunday evening, we're going to start meeting here together for eight weeks. And we're going to walk through a discipleship course, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. I'm inviting every single one of you that wants to grow. You may not know what it looks like. You may not exactly know what it means to run with the vision of growing spiritually. But I promise you, as we walk through this, God's going to speak some things. God's going to do some things. I want this room to be packed out with people that are saying we're hungry. We want more of God in our lives. We want to grow this year. We want this year to look different as God develops us. But we're, we know this, it's not just for us. It's not just for what's happening in our life. But I believe this, church, as you're growing, as you're developing, you're going to help others develop. God's going to bring new people into this church that you are going to have the opportunity to disciple. You've walked through discipleship. You've walked through spiritual growth, and you're going to be able to help others. That's part of our growth. That's part of maturing is how we serve. I love what one of our team members right here at NCC said, Blanca Amaya. She said this, I am happier knowing that I am not only serving God, but I'm serving others as well. It's a privilege to serve alongside such wonderful people. I love every minute of it. I have grown closer in my relationship with God. And then listen to this. It's the healing I never knew I needed. It's the healing I never knew I needed. I think some of us, we've been serving God for a long time. We've gotten stuck. The answer is we've made Christianity about us, and it's not, church. It's about serving others. It's about using the gifts that God has placed in your life and using those to minister to others. The healing that you may need that you don't know about may be stepping up this year, growing and maturing in your faith and then turning around and discipling others, smiling. I want you to hear this. When we talk about serving here at NCC, it's not about filling a position. It's not, well, we just need more kids workers back in those rooms or we need someone else to stand by the door. That's not it. Our heart is we want you to grow. We want you to use what God has placed in your life. We want you to run with that. We want you to see the impact of your life as you're growing, impact others and change their lives. That's our desire. The healing that we never knew we needed maybe as we serve and as we impact others. That's just the first part of the vision. We are gonna grow spiritually this year as a church. The second thing that I believe Christ is calling us to is reaching more families and students this year. We want to do that. Just look around the room this morning. There's still some empty chairs. We still have ways to grow. We're adding on, not just so that we can say, hey, we've got a nicer building. Look, we've got some new classrooms. No, it's because we feel this call that we have been saved. We've experienced the redemption of Christ, but it doesn't stop with us. We want others to experience this. We want others to be impacted 
And so God is calling us the vision that Christ is challenging us to run with is what will you do to invite, to reach others, to share your faith of what Christ is doing inside of your life, to change someone else's future, to impact someone else's life. We have an amazing couple who I believe is such a powerful example of this. They live this out all the time. So please welcome to the stage Heath and Lauren Hullett, if you guys would this morning, give them a hand. Lauren, there's one. Okay. You guys can step over here. And I've had the privilege of being your pastor and getting to know you guys for the past five years, but everyone may not know you. So just tell us a little bit about your story, how you came to NCC. <laughs> so another thing we're very passionate about is uh, Jesus. Well, no matter where we're at, what we're doing, we're always having a conversation about Jesus. Um, from the first time that we got invited here to this church over 10 years ago, uh, Pastor Miller, he, yeah. us, he says, uh, find a road, claim it, and fill it. Yep. And so we've been very passionate about that from day one. Yeah. love that. And Lauren, maybe you can share just an example of, because I know you guys live that out. You tell your story wherever you go. Both of you have such an amazing story. And just what's that like? Like, how do you do that? How do you look for those doors um, of being able to share your faith with someone else? Uh, well, I'm a hairstylist, and I ask God all the time, like, why did you put me in yeah. <laughs> And it's because I'm a people person, and he gave me a voice, and he gave me a very loud voice, unfortunately. <laughs> And so I do, I always open the door with just speaking of God. Uh, this bracelet does a lot when we both wear one. Yeah. Um, because people just want to know, what is I am second? Well, yeah. God is first. And, yeah. um, and I just, I always speak about what I love, and I love Jesus yeah. and football. Yeah. <laughs> and so we do, we just, uh, we're always, no matter what, <clears throat> honestly, wherever we are, uh, Jesus always gets brought up, always. Yeah. And it just really does open the door and uh, we, we do, we, we love inviting people here. We yeah. love uh, just showing them that, hey, we're not perfect by any means, but yeah. Jesus loves us and, and thinks we're to die for. Yeah. And then how have you guys seen that in your own life? Like, how has that grown you, sharing your faith, inviting others? What's that done for you guys? Oh, gosh, we love it. I mean, like he said, whenever Pastor Miller said, find a road and uh, fill it, yeah. own it, uh, that's what we've tried to do. Um, we just uh, just love inviting people. Yeah. I'd like to say that we uh, we plant the seed. Yeah. And I know God's gonna give us the increase. Yep. So I look out over the rows, especially over on that side. Got a bunch of other peeps over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, it's great because 
Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I love that. Thank you guys so much. Let's give them a hand. Thank you for sharing. And I want all of us to have that heart of saying, God, we want to reach more people. We want to impact others. And so last year, man, we saw people saved. We saw around 150 people commit their life to Christ, make that decision. That's amazing. We saw 25 people baptized. But church, I'm telling you, we want to blow that number out of the water. That's my prayer this year, is that God would use each and every one of us, that we would look for those opportunities in your workplace, wherever you're at, and you would listen to the voice of God and the spirit of God to say, Lord, I know you've done something inside of me, but I don't want to be selfish. I don't want to just keep that for myself, Lord. I want to listen to your voice and listen for those opportunities. And so I've been praying that over our church this year. And this is my prayer is that we would have more people saved outside of the church than we even do in this room that you would see those opportunities. I love what one of our students said, Allison. She said, hey, I love inviting people to our church. I love inviting people to NYC. Anytime we get invite cards to a youth event, she's like, I just hand them out to everyone in my class. But she said, this year I want to grow. And I don't wanna just invite people to church. I wanna pray with them. And I don't wanna wait for Pastor Caleb or Pastor Aaron to pray a prayer with them. I wanna share my faith with them. And I'm like, man, if we could just have more students and more people like that, that we understand, hey, it's not just up to a lead pastor, it's each and every one of us being the church. When we talk about reaching more families and students, I don't want you to sit there and think, okay, Pastor Aaron, go do that now, run with that vision. No, that's every one of us. We are the church. If NCC is your church home, this is what God is speaking to you this morning. This is what God is speaking to me this morning. This is what he's calling us to, that more families would come, more students, more kids would be impacted. Just what we talked about, we're changing the future and we're impacting the future because we have that passion to share our faith and to share with others what it is that God has done. This is the vision that Christ is challenging us to write down. How are you gonna run with this this year? Who are you gonna speak? to? Who are you going to invite? Who are you going to share your faith with? What Christ has done inside of you? How is it going to change someone else? This is what Christ is calling us to. This is the hope that we have in Jesus. Let me give you two more things that I believe God is speaking to us this year. The next is this year, we want to reflect God's radical generosity. We want to reflect God's radical generosity. Now, let me pause right here. Because I know you may be thinking, this is Vision Sunday. I knew it was coming. The church wants to talk about money. They're going to talk about money. And my prayer is, we talk about this a lot as the leadership here is, as we pause every week and we challenge each other to be generous, I don't ever want that to come across. The church just needs your money. That's not our heart here at NCC. I hope none of you walk away with that feeling. Our honest prayer is, when I trust God with my finances, it does something to my faith. I want you to hear that, church. When I trust God with my finances, it does something to my faith. This isn't just about dropping some money in an offering bucket or going online and giving online. That's not what it's about. This is about spiritual growth. 
This is about this year. Will I trust God and will I reflect his generosity that he gave everything he had, his one and only son for me. And now I want to worship him and I want to walk in obedience and I want to give in a way that honors him and I want to be obedient to what he's calling me to do. That's the heart of generosity. That's what we want here at NCC is we all want to reflect that in our lives. And there's another story that I want to share with you. And so if you would help me welcome Manuel and Anessa to the stage this morning, let's give them a hand. Anessa, I don't know if you'll use it, but there it is. <laughs> That's okay. So I've had the privilege of getting to know you guys, and we were in a group together um, last year, but everyone may not know you, so maybe just take a second, tell us a little bit about yourself and even how you came to NCC. Okay. Yep. Uh, good morning, church. My name is Manny Medito. This is my wife, Vanessa. She's very nervous right now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And, you know, to see, uh, we were talking about some of the ways that you were helping with the, the other organizations yeah. that you're working with. And to see that, it, it was amazing mm -hmm. uh, because you don't rarely see that uh, what churches are doing, you know, behind the scenes. Yeah. And we were able to see that. And so when we went home, it was a family meeting and we said, this is it. Yeah. You know, that day we felt at home. Yep. Uh, we had spoke with you and mm -hmm. we did a prayer and, and you know, it was like, this is it right here. And, yeah. uh, and so we went home, we were like, this is where we're going to be at. This, yeah. this is it. And it, God put it on us. And so we were just constantly, let's, mm -hmm. let's get here. Let's get involved. Let's get, find out what's yeah. going on, where we, where we can fit in. Yep. Uh, and so that's, we went from yeah. there. And then we invited you to our home um, for groups. I think it was in the Life Proof series yeah, last year. And so we had a number of couples that were there, but I remember you just sharing a little bit of your story. I think it's when we were talking about life-proofing our finances and how God was encouraging you in this. And so maybe just take a moment and just share what God spoke to you and how you guys have tried to take those steps of growing in generosity. Uh, we came to Dallas uh, as a part of, uh, we were in Hurricane Katrina, so we had lost everything in Hurricane Katrina. Uh, but, and I always tell the story, I said, please don't feel sorry for us because there's other people who fared way worse than we ever did. God was really, really good for to us yeah. uh, throughout that process. Uh, and so coming to the church, we wanted to make sure that one, we were able to do the right things. And yeah. it, it, I felt pay that back, yeah. you know, for the blessing that we had received. And so when we talked about it, we wanted to make sure that uh, we were doing what was right, making sure yeah. that we were giving and giving in the right way. Yep. Uh, our previous church, we didn't, we didn't put much emphasis, much emphasis on that. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of hit and miss, you know? Okay. And so, we wanted to make sure that we were doing this right. Yep, yeah. And then as you guys have just continued to step out in that, like what have you seen? How have God blessed you in your life or what's been the impact of that? The increase has been tremendous. We have, yep. you know, we haven't missed anything. Yeah. You know, we've done what we were supposed to do. Uh, we continue to do that. We make that conscious effort to make sure that we are giving uh, yep. in any way we can. Uh, and, and he has blessed us in, yeah. in numerous ways. We're here. We're here every day. Yeah. That's a blessing in itself. To be here every Sunday is yeah. a blessing. Uh, 
so he's continued moving us forward. Yep. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Let's give him a hand. Thank you. And so, church, we want to just practice that. We want to practice growth in generosity. And, man, we celebrated um, a few of these numbers, but God blessed us last year as a church. We gave, we had 4,000 or 475,000 come in. That wasn't exactly what we projected. And so we have room for growth. We know that as a church that we want to practice generosity. And so this year we're looking at that. We want to fund the vision that God has given us. And we say this here at NCC, we're very open with the finances. Um, We're not trying to hide anything, but we wanna accomplish all that God has set out for us to do. And so you can see made for more giving numbers there. This year we're looking at bringing in right around 43,000 and um, just for all of the ministries, for what's happening with our kids and our students, for Sunday mornings, I know you may not think about that, but it takes takes um, money to fuel the lights and to be able to do everything that we do in ministering to people, the gifts and the connect lunches, all of these things. Um, man, it takes money to be able to do that. It's each one of us being generous and supporting the vision that God has given us. It takes each and every one of us doing that. And so if this is your church home, I want to encourage you that practice generosity, practice giving and worshiping God in this way. And as I've been praying over our finances, there have been years in the past where we've had to halt some of the ministry that we've done because the finances weren't there. And I've just been speaking breakthrough in this area of our church. Church, I know this. We live in an area where there are many people right around this area that don't have large incomes, that don't have a lot of maybe outside wealth or disposable income. But I believe this. Everything that God wants to do is right here in this house. I believe that. All of the finances that we need, God's not hurting for money, church. And so this isn't like, hey, we need you to give because we don't know what we're going to do. No, we want to fund the vision that God has placed in front of us. When we talk about reaching more families, when we talk about investing in the next generation, when we talk about going deeper in discipleship, all of these things, we know that God has the resources for that. And so we want to partner with him in what he's challenging us to do. Some of you may need to break that mindset. You've been living in lack personally, in your personal finances, you're stressed, you're living paycheck to paycheck. I want to remind you, you are a child of the King. You are a son or a daughter of God. He's not lacking on money. And so once again, we just want to reflect his generosity. We want to reflect what he's done. We want to grow in this area of our life. Once again, as we give, as we trust God in our finances, it affects our faith. We know that the last part of this vision is this right here. We want to change our community. We want to change our community. The vision here at NCC has been and always will be the overarching vision, making people and places new. We've said this over and over again. We want the city, we want the surrounding area to look different because NCC is here. And once again, I'm not talking about a building. I'm talking about the church talking about each and every one of us using our gifts, using our talents. And so all throughout the year, we're partnering with our schools. We're serving, we're celebrating. Many of you remember, excuse me, last year we did Making Mesquite New in the fall. We were at different sites. We were serving, ministering to the homeless. We were doing a lot of different things to serve. And this year, we want that to be even larger. We want to be at more sites. We want more volunteers that weekend serving and giving of our time to make an impact around us. Let me challenge you with this. This is the first time we're taking missions trips as a church. That's exciting. We're going to Mexico. 
We're going to the Dominican. This is not the last time that we will do this, okay? We're gonna go plenty more times, but I believe this. God's spoken to some of you in this room and you're nervous. And you're thinking finances, you're thinking time off work, you're thinking, what am I gonna do with the kids? Am I? And I wanna challenge you, you need to go. You need to go. I believe more people are called to go than we currently have signed up. God wants to challenge some of you. He wants to stretch you. He wants to get you out of your comfort zone. He wants to show you a different perspective than you've currently been seeing. God wants to use you to change the world. And so do not let those things hold you back. I promise you, we want to work with you as a church. We want to help you. There's different avenues that we can get you to, but we want you to sign up for the Mexico trip. We want you to sign up for the Dominican trip. Let's take NCC's influence and let's bring it into other parts of the world. What God is doing in us, we want to take those to the broken people, the hurting people in other areas and share the love of Christ with them. Church, I believe that God has given us this vision. Now, let me challenge you with this one more time. Write the vision down. And so that's what we've done. Caleb, can you help us this morning? And we've created this. We have some amazing people that have helped us put this together. And this is going to be in the lobby after this Sunday for all of 2019. And everything we've just talked through and even some goals of what we believe God wants to do, this is going to be out there because we want to write it down. We want to make it plain. All of these are very simple. Reflect God's generosity. Grow spiritually mature as followers of Christ. Very plain. Because church, I want you to run with it. I want to run with it. I want to move forward on what Christ is calling us to do as a church. I want to see more students and more kids impacted. I want to see new families come that are hurting and that are going through difficult times and see their lives restored as they're a part of this church. I'm believing for that. I'm believing God wants to do that. And so we're going to run with this. I do not believe this vision will delay. I'm praying that this year, 2019, is going to be a breakthrough year for NCC. That what we've been talking about, what we've been believing God for, it's going to happen this year here in this church. Do you believe that? Amen.